The following is a presentation of Broadway Church in Vancouver, British Columbia. For additional media, visit broadwaychurch.com. The Broadway Basics course, some people said, is this jumpstart? And the answer is yes and no. Um, it's not exactly the same, but there's some familiar elements. Why would we do this for everybody in the adult Bible class? Well, here's why. Vision leaks. And as an ambassador of Broadway Church, wherever you are in the city, you are our best representative in all of those locations. And many times people are wondering, well, why do you go to that church? And what does your church do? And what's important to your congregation? And sometimes people say, well, the worship is good. That's all I know. The preaching is great. I love the preaching. But what is Broadway Church all about? I think if you are a long-term member, you should know that. If you are coming here from another congregation, you want to know what is Broadway Church all about. If you're a new believer and you're wondering what the church is all about, this course is for you. This course really, we are trying to reach as broad an audience as we possibly can for this first time. We won't always be doing this in this class, but we're doing it for this first time as we ramp out Broadway basics. We really kind of want to fill the vision leaks, remind those of you who are long-term members what Broadway Church is all about, for those of you who are looking for a new church and maybe you're visiting and you've moved to the city and you've been a part of another congregation, you're thinking, what does Broadway do? Uh, or if you're kind of new to faith or just interested. So um, you can take this course for these reasons. But let me say this. If you are thinking that you would like to uh, become a member of Broadway Church uh, and participate in all of the big decisions with regards to the business of uh, the congregation, then I always sort of feel this about membership. Tell me what membership involves before I sign on the dotted line, right? Isn't that the way you feel? Like, I don't want to sign on to anything. I don't know what it is that's being expected. And so for those of you that are interested in applying for membership, this course doesn't guarantee that, but it gives you the basic information you have uh, to make that informed decision. Yes, this church is the church I want to be a part of. This is what I want to do. And so uh, in the third uh, session, we're going to give those of you that are interested the opportunity to apply for membership if you wish. But if you think, even if you think, and you're not sure, but if you think you might want to take this course for membership because we require it, then I'd like you to put your name and contact information on the sign-up sheet in the table because we will track attendance. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you don't have to put anything on that sheet. But if you are interested in membership, then that attendance sheet is there to kind of help us track your presence. So uh, even if you're not sure, you're waiting to see, right? Um, put your name on anyway, and because uh, and we just want to make sure that we don't lose track of the fact that you're here. We want you to get credit where credit is due, right? There you go. So that's why we are doing Broadway Basics in this Sunday School Hour. So let me set up the entire fall. Um, for the next three weeks, we are going to be doing the Broadway Basics course. Today I'm going to get it kicked off. Pastor Chris Kong is going to come and talk about the GROW principle on uh, October the 1st. Pastor Darren is going to be uh, coming and talking about um, core values on uh, October the 8th. And then there are two special sessions, and I want you to take note of this. Pastor Darren is leading them both. So after Broadway Basics is over, on the 15th, Darren is going to invite you into a discussion about these things that you've learned and kind of some of your insight about 
Broadway Church and some of our next steps going forward. So uh, it's really valuable for you to have taken the course because that was that course is all about. And then on the 22nd of October, Pastor Darren is leading another kind of town hall session in this hour to kind of give you a chance to kind of jump in and talk about the things that are pertinent to uh, our work and ministry here at Broadway Church. Then we have a communion service, and then we have a prayer meeting, and then two Sundays in November, we're doing a special, in this class hour, we're doing a special stewardship seminar. And this is going to be in keeping with uh, Pastor Darren's stewardship series in November. And then following that, we have our Christmas, um, our Christmas classes uh, into December during the singing Christmas tree. So that's kind of what the fall is looking like. And we haven't scheduled anything else because we think it's really important for all of you to be involved in kind of this run, which is really, in a sense, uh, Broadway Church taking care of some family business with regards to making sure we understand what do we share, what do we believe, what are we jointly involved in, how can we best represent our church wherever it is that God calls us to be. So that's my, uh, that's my introduction before the introduction to kind of give you some sense of where we're going this fall. Now, in January, Darren is starting a brand new series on the doctrine of man. So if you've been in any of his doctrine of um, studies before, you'll want to make sure you don't miss the January doctrine of man studies that will be taking place then. So this is kind of a special and a unique fall, and it's really kind of designed to um, uh, make sure that we are all keeping in mind what we're about as a congregation and what's important to us and how we go about doing the ministry, okay? So I'm just going to uh, uh, say a word of prayer, and then I'm going to start the class again, um, and then uh, uh, we'll kind of get going. Did everybody get a, a Broadway Basics booklet? Kind of looks like that. You'll want to pick up one of those. We've put lots of note pages in there because there may be questions that will come up today. I'll have to move kind of quickly, so we won't have a lot of time for questions, but we might have at the end. But write down your questions in your booklet that you want to ask later on, because Darren is going to give you an opportunity, actually, to kind of respond to the course uh, in week three, if we don't get to it sooner, okay? So make this book your own, put your name in it. Uh, if, if, if it's really not working for you today, there's an empty space for you to write down your grocery list. Uh, but hopefully, I, Hopefully you won't have to do that. Hopefully you won't have to do that. Okay, so let's pray. Our God and Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. And uh, Lord, we just pray that as we kind of gather together this morning to worship you, first and foremost, but also to kind of join our hearts together in the common work you've given to us as a people, as a family, as a congregation. Lord, I just pray that what people hear today will be challenging and inspiring and engaging as we uh, step up and say, yes, Lord, here we are, send us uh, to reach the city of East Vancouver and, and, and beyond. So be with us today, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. So um, if you're kind of following along in your booklet, turn to page 7. There is the Broadway Basics experience kind of unfolded. And if you want to know what's coming up on page 7, um, that's the direction we're going. So today, um, September the 17th, we're doing the mission and work of Broadway Church. Um, the GROW concept is going to be unfolded on October the 1st, and the Broadway Basics course, uh, Core Values and Membership, is going to be dealt with by Pastor Darren on um, October the 8th. So you might just want to write those dates in so you kind of know the direction that we're going. So let me get started here. A few years ago, Pastor Darren, our lead pastor, um, 
decided that he wanted to go through the scriptures and, and find every biblical passage that said anything about why the church is here and what it's supposed to be doing. And so he went and he wrote down just a number of biblical passages that talk about what the church is all about. And we've recorded all those passages he researched in Appendix B of your Broadway Basics book. So if you look in Appendix B, you can see all of the scriptures that he investigated. There are a number of biblical passages that talk about what the church is and what it's called to do. But has he kind of read them all through, he find that they all kind of coalesced around five purposes. And those five purposes are best articulated by two verses of scripture. The first one is in Matthew 22, 37 to 40, where it says, uh, when Jesus was asked, you know, what's the most important commandment? Jesus said, well, here it is. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. The law and the prophets all hang on these two commandments. And so encapsulated in this particular passage are two of the five purposes of the church. Love the Lord your God with all your heart's whole mind and strength speaks of a focused life. And if you're going to put something in the blank, put the word worship. Anytime we let God be God in our life, whether it's through praising him on a Sunday or obeying him during the week, we are worshiping God. And so when we love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, that is an act of worship. That's one of the reasons the church is here, is to lift up the name of Jesus and to make him known. Secondly, in that passage, Jesus referred, uh, you know, uh, referred to Leviticus to add this second piece. He said, you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. And that speaks of a life lived beyond one's own needs. That means looking after others' interests, not just your own being aware of other people and being willing to serve them. Um, and that's what goes in that blank, service. Jesus said, I did not come here to serve, uh, or to be served. I came here to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. And if we are following in his footsteps, then somehow or another, service is going to be a part of our walk with Jesus. As Darren kind of continued to go through the scriptures, he also came across Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all the things I've commanded. There are three more purposes of the church that are kind of encapsulated in this particular verse. Number one, go and make disciples. It speaks of the mandate to see people's lives changed. We call that outreach, okay? That's what goes in the blank, outreach. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit speaks of identifying with Christ's body. In other words, we belong to one another. That's called fellowship. And fellowship is more about getting together for coffee and crumpets, okay? Does anybody do crumpets here? Anyone? Anyone at all? Does anybody even know what a crumpet is? Anyone? Okay. Uh, fellowship is about an investment in people's lives. We are important to each other. Um, I was... Uh, at uh, Mercy Ministries this week, uh, speaking to uh, the women that are in their program there. And uh, there was about 12 or 13 women in the room, only one that I had ever met who had ever seen me. So everybody else is new. And uh, as I went and I sat down and I introduced myself, I felt an affinity with all of these people in the room who I've never met. Why do I feel that affinity? 
Well, it's not because we know each other or have a shared history. It's because we have a shared Lord and a shared spirit living within us. And that brings us together, our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about fellowship. And then finally, Jesus said, teach them to obey everything I've commanded them. And that talks of a lifestyle of obedience to the teachings of Jesus. We call that discipleship. Okay? Discipleship. So let me review quickly the five purposes of the church. And by the way, you'll note that we have organized our ministry around these five purposes. Uh, for instance, I'm the director of discipleship. Pastor Phil is the director of worship. Pastor Paul is the director of fellowship. Uh, Steve Clifford is the director of our service element. And uh, right now, Darren is kind of our front runner on the outreach side. So just to recap, the two key passages boil down to five actions and purposes. If you go through all of those verses in Appendix B, you'll find that in one way or another, all of those verses are talking about one of these things. So worship, being fully devoted to displaying his presence in every area of our lives. Number two, service, fully devoted to demonstrating Christ-likeness to others through our deeds. Outreach, fully devoted to declaring God's saving plan to the masses in a way that is effective. Fellowship on page 12, fully devoted to demonstrating God's um, acceptance by living a spirit-led community. And number five, discipleship, being fully devoted to discovering God's purposes by obeying his commands and his teaching. And so by combining these five key purposes, the mission of Broadway Church can be encapsulated in the following way. Okay, so snap quiz. What is the mission of Broadway Church? Shout it out, be loud and proud. What is it? to produce fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. It's a memorable statement. It's a meaningful statement. It's miniature enough that you can always remember it. If anybody says, why do you go to that church? I go to that church because they're in the business of creating fully devoted followers of Jesus, and I want to be a part of that mission, okay? Which one of these purposes, discipleship, worship, fellowship, service, outreach, which one of these can you not do in heaven? Outreach. Outreach. Everything else in heaven, we're going to have a meaningful existence there. We can do all of the things that are there. We'll keep growing in heaven. We'll keep worshiping in heaven. We'll keep connecting with one another in heaven. But the one thing that is bound to the world that you and I live in now is outreach. And it reminds us that we have a mission. When we do things like Alpha or the Singing Christmas Tree, we do them to give our congregation an opportunity to get involved in outreach, to invite someone to something that will allow them to come close to the love of God and hopefully be touched and changed. Of course, you don't have to bring them to the church building to be involved in outreach. When you tell somebody in your office uh, what you believe, or if you give them a cup of cold water in Jesus' name, or you speak to somebody else across the fence, or you take uh, a cake over to your neighbor who just had a baby, there's all kinds of ways to engage yourself in outreach. But outreach is very much a part of what we need to do while we're still here. And so Broadway Church is absolutely committed to outreach. Now, I'm a sailor, kind of for fun, kind of semi-serious, kind of for fun. And so I've kind of um, encapsulized in my own mind the uh, five purposes of the church in terms of nautical terms. Okay, you ready for this? Okay, you can write this down. I'm giving this to you for free. There is worship. Get it? We're ship, fellow ship, 
Okay, you're going with me? Disciple. Okay, you're a very quick audience. Okay. When you talk about service, another word you can use that is steward. Oh, yeah, you are totally together. Like, this is a very sharp group of people. So, so basically, the five purposes of the church are worship, discipleship, fellowship, stewardship, and ship out. Outreach, right? Because ships aren't made to be stayed at the dock. They're meant to be taken out. Okay, that's just a joke. Okay, maybe that wasn't such a great joke, but there you go. So these are the five purposes of the church. Um, but what does it mean to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ? Have you ever asked yourself that question whenever you've heard the mission of the church mentioned? And you're thinking, well, what does fully devoted look like? Well, let me help you with that a little bit this morning. As you see in your book on page 13, spirituality is finding a defining center at the core of your being that connects and organizes every aspect of your life. In other words, your life revolves around a center. And whatever is at the center of your life is going to be determined the quality and the impact of your life. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, that center is knowing Christ. That's what goes in the blank. When asked to explain spirituality in a nutshell, you've already heard the passage. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, your mind, and your strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. So as a Christ follower, spirituality is about loving God and loving others. It's all kind of captured in that. This fall, uh, in our Sunday morning services, Pastor Darren is going to preach a five-week sermon. This is how important it is to us to help you understand what does it mean to love your neighbor as yourself. We're going to be talking about that this fall. So what is spiritual growth about? Well, spiritual growth is about becoming like Christ in all of its dimensions, right? That's what goes in the blank, becoming like Christ. The Bible encourages us to become mature in Jesus, and the scriptures define maturity as growing into, I like this word, the fullness of the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. Now, we don't use language quite like that today in our common vernacular, but if you go slow, you get the picture. Becoming Christ-like is growing into the fullness of the measure, Jesus is the standard, of the stature, his character of Jesus Christ. And so how does that happen? How does spiritual growth actually take place? Well, I'm suggesting that there are at least three essentials. There's lots of things, but th these are three essentials that are critical for spiritual growth. Number one, the first is the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. God is currently active through his spirit to bring about maturity in the life of a Christ follower. The Bible says that if you and I make a decision to follow Christ, if we become his, if we enter into a relationship with him, Jesus deposits the Holy Spirit in our lives. God comes to live within us. And the Holy Spirit's sole um, intent is to help us to become like Jesus and to carry out his mission. And so that's true of every one of us. There is so much we can do to grow spiritually, but there's something that only God can do, and it's this cooperation between God and us that helps us to grow into the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. The second essential is the word of God or the scripture. This is the truth that sets men and women free. This is the truth that shows us the direction we ought to go. This is the truth that tells us who God is, who we are, and how we should be conducting ourselves in the world. The Bible provides all the knowledge and direction that we need to love God and to love others. And that's why we've made the scriptures a priority here at, at Broadway Church in our classes, in our courses, and in our preaching. The third absolute vital necessity to spiritual growth is the community. 
of Christ's followers. Because spirituality is not just a solo pursuit, is it? We grow with the help and the support of others on the journey. Now, here's a little-known secret, okay? So I'm letting you in just because you're my nearest and dearest friends, okay? God has given me as a pastor as a gift to you. I know it sounds a little self-serving, but it's biblical. Trust me, it's biblical. Yeah, Ephesians chapter, Ephesians chapter 5. Um, but there's another side of this story. God has given you as a gift to me. You need me to help you grow, but I need you to help me grow. We need each other to grow spiritually. That's the way Christ designed this whole thing. And that's why throughout the scriptures, community is so vitally important. There are about 30 or 40 what I call one another scriptures, where we are commanded to do things for one another. Love one another, forgive one another, be patient with one another, forbear one another, bear one another's burden, be kind to one another, be gracious to one another. The list goes on and on. You cannot do that by yourself. You can only obey those biblical man's, uh, uh, commands when you're involved in community. And so community is incredibly important. So spiritual growth begins with a decision, is what goes in the blank, to follow Jesus. And the first step for a new follower is to be baptized in water, which serves as a public announcement of the decision we've made and our desire to live a new kind of life. And that's why every single uh, last Sunday of the month, we baptize people because we think this is just the natural first step. You've made a decision to follow Jesus. Baptism is the next step of obedience, and we encourage everybody to go there. If you've never been baptized, we'd love to have the privilege of being with you in the tank and baptizing you if you've never, ever made that decision to be baptized in water. Okay, so we've kind of thought, okay, here's what spirituality is. Here's how spiritual growth takes place. Where do I start and keep growing in my spiritual life? The most cataclysmic, uh, I was going to say cataclysmic. <laughs> I meant to say the most catalytic, okay, entirely a different thing, okay. Uh, the most catalytic thing you can do to move forward in getting to know Christ and follow him is to take responsibility, goes in the blank, for your spiritual growth. There is a lot of things I can do as a pastor to assist you to grow in Jesus, but I can't pray for you. I can't read your Bible for you. I can't serve for you. Those are decisions you have to make for yourself. And Broadway Church is here to provide a climate when it's easy for you to kind of step up and take responsibility for your spiritual growth. We want to pour gas on that fire of spiritual growth every way that we possibly can. And so the best relationships are of our lives are a result of an intentional investment we've made. And investing in a relationship with Jesus requires regular spiritual practices, and we've kind of thought of those three essential practices you absolutely need to grow in terms of this grow concept right here, okay? You wondered, why does he have grow hanging here? By the way, I'm not gonna park on this because Pastor Chris will unfold this on October the 1st. But G is giving of your time, talents, and treasure to bless the life of someone else. R is to read and reflect on scripture. And OW is to take advantage of opportunities for witness. We feel there are other things you can go to, to do to grow spiritually, but these three are absolutely essential if you're gonna make spiritual progress. And so we have a twofold task at Broadway Church. We want to help people move closer to Christ, okay, in relationship. We want to help people move closer to Christ in relationship. And we want to help people become more like Christ in character and conduct, okay? We want to help people move closer to 
Jesus in relationship. We want to help them to become more like him in character and conduct. And so we've come up with two simple kind of shorthand memorable ways to think about this is what we're about as a church. And the first is what we call the discipleship pathway. Becoming a fully devoted follower of Jesus is not a two-week class or a two-year discipleship program. It is a lifetime of following Jesus through all the ups and downs that life brings our way. And so spiritual development is this process of growth that unfolds as we move closer towards knowing and following Jesus Christ. And so here are the five steps in the discipleship pathway. And by the way, whenever you see the Broadway logo with the five circles, it should remind you of this, because this is exactly why we accepted that as a logo, because this is kind of at the core of our ministry. The outer ring is called being unfamiliar with Christ. These are people who are not really into God and religion. They're not particularly interested. They're your neighbors. They're your coworkers. They could be members of your family. When they run into crisis, they don't look to the Bible. They don't look to the church. They don't look to prayer necessarily, though I think maybe everybody looks to prayer when they're desperate enough. Um, basically, religion is not a big deal. Christianity is not a big factor. Knowing Christ is not a big factor in their life. This is where our mission begins. Sometimes people sort of say, well, you know, you guys at the church, you know, do you worry about people before they actually come through the door for the very first time? Oh, yeah. Our ministry begins out there among the unfamiliar. And here's what's important to understand. All of us have contact with people who are unfamiliar with Christ. It could be our doctor, it could be our pharmacist, it could be people in the sailing club or whatever, but all of us are out there. In fact, that's the way God designed it. He pushes us outside the building from Monday to Saturday to be there among the unfamiliar, living for and testifying to the goodness of God in our lives, making a defense for the hope that is within us. And so for people who are unfamiliar, an honest-to-goodness follower of Jesus Christ is what they need to come their way to kind of get their attention. And I find for people who are unfamiliar, it's either a life crisis or it's an unexplainable action of agape, unconditional love, that kind of says, okay, what's going on here? There's something here I need to investigate. And the minute they make that decision, they've moved now closer to Christ. They've entered the exploring Christ stage. That goes in the second blank. People who are exploring Christ will say things like, I believe in God, but I'm not sure about Christ. My faith is not a major part of my life, okay? But they haven't made a decision to follow Jesus, but they're interested. And what they need more than anything else is a friend to walk along with them as they try to kind of sort it out. That's what we try to do in Alpha, actually. We try to come alongside people as friends to help them explore the questions they have about Christianity and about faith. And then... We love it when somebody makes a decision. Maybe they put up their hand on a Sunday morning or maybe just, you know, with a friend over coffee and they say, you know something, I want to follow Jesus. They become, um, uh, they receive salvation, they accept Jesus Christ as Lord, and we call those people beginning in Christ. When I first gave my heart to the Lord in a Barry Moore crusade back in the 70s in Thompson, Manitoba, yes, there is such a place, um, I knew something had changed in my heart and life. Don't ask me where Jeremiah is in the Bible. I didn't have a clue. Don't ask me what the great commandment was. I don't have a clue. You know, all I knew is I responded to Christ's call and something inside changed. But I was just beginning. I needed all kinds of coaching. I needed people to come alongside and help me to understand what does it mean to really follow Jesus Christ. 
And so when you are beginning, what you need is, you know, teaching and information. You need to know what is this Christ life all about. And so in our courses and classes, we try to provide places where people can find that out. And then as you kind of walk with Jesus for a while, you enter into the growing in Christ phase. And this is where you might say something like, I'm seeking to be closer to Jesus and I depend upon him regularly for guidance. I've adopted a certain way of life, certain habits to help me stay in touch with Jesus. And when you are in the growing in Christ phase, this will be true of your life. You have spiritual habits that allow you to keep cultivating your relationship with Jesus. That's a sign that you're in that, that zone. And then the final zone is to be centered in Christ. And that's where we say Christ is all I really need in my life. He's enough in almost everything I do. I seek to be a reflection of him. Uh, somebody who is centered in Christ is somebody who understands this business that I am not here for my own sake. This isn't about entirely me, myself and I. I'm here on assignment from the Lord of Lords to make uh, his name known and to win other people to Jesus. And if that costs me money, I'll do it. If it costs me time, I'll do it. If it costs me sacrifice, I'll do it because that's how committed I am to the call of Christ. I'm centered in him. I want to be counted for him in every way possible. And so sacrifice is really kind of what characterizes people who are centered in Christ. Um, Pastor Darren often says about this whole notion is, is this the tip of the iceberg, right? So you climb the mountain of spirituality and then you get to the top and you're sort of balancing on the tippy top of being centered in Christ. I love what he said. He said, think of the top of the iceberg really being a plateau. So that when you become centered in Christ, there's still a whole vista to be explored with Jesus Christ, with the help of the Holy Spirit. So we continue to grow throughout a lifetime. So as a supportive and Christ-following community, we want to help everyone take the next step, goes in the blank at the bottom of page 15, take the next step in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And so if you've ever wondered, why does Broadway have those funny circles in their logo? Now you know. Now you're on the inside. Our whole ministry is about helping people take the next step. But we're not just trying to help people move closer to Christ. We're trying to help them to become more like Christ. Uh, earlier in the spring, Pastor Darren introduced us to these four characteristics of a Christ follower. And I'm hoping that these things will kind of become second nature to you when you sort of think about your own life. Am I getting closer to being this kind of a person or am I getting further away from being this kind of a person? Because this is the destination. This is why we're on the spiritual pathway, because we want to become more like Jesus. And we basically have defined becoming like Jesus, this is on page 16 of your booklet, has believing what Christ believed, teaching what Christ taught, living like Jesus lived, and loving like Jesus loved. Believing what Jesus believed means courageously embracing a biblical worldview. Have you noticed, as you kind of look around culture, as you read the paper, as you watch the news, as you pick up books and magazines, there's all kinds of worldviews out there. And um, some of them are uh, sympathetic to the biblical worldview, and many aren't. And that's why it really takes some courage to say, no, I'm a follower of Jesus. What is important to him is important to me. What he believed about the Bible, I believe about the Bible. Jesus accepted the Old Testament scriptures, that was the scriptures he had, as being the authoritative word of God. And he built his whole ministry on a biblical worldview based on those scriptures. And so when we believe what Jesus believed, we're basically saying, I adhere to everything that Jesus adhered to about 
forgiveness, about God, about others, about service. I mean, you take the list. I look to Jesus for my cue on what it is that I am to believe. Secondly, teach what Jesus taught. That means we make a decision that we are intentionally going to communicate his message sensitively, thoughtfully, uh, in every way that we possibly can. Living like Jesus lived is actively demonstrating a spirit-led life where we look to the Holy Spirit to help us day in and day out. And loving like Jesus loved is selflessly loving God and our neighbors. And let's face it, love is always selfless, isn't it? If we really love in, in truth. Like every mother knows this. I've seen them. Uh, and dads can pick up on it as well. So um, one of the most important scriptures in my life is in Colossians 1.28, where it says, We proclaim Jesus, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we might present everyone mature in Christ. That's the whole direction of discipleship and ministry. So let's kind of wrap it up. Page 17. The word ministry, from the Greek word diakoneo, means servant or slave. I know that's not a popular word, but it kind of gives you an idea of the type of commitment that Jesus is looking for. In the New Testament, ministry is described as serving God by serving other people, and Jesus himself provides the pattern. And here's something that I really want to underline, and I should have written it down, and I didn't. Our call is to be disciples, yes, and disciple makers. That's just not my call as a pastor. That's all of our call as followers of Jesus. We are called to be disciples and disciple makers. And whether the disciples we are making are our children or our friends and neighbors or teaching a class, we all have that dual responsibility. Maturity is understanding I'm not just called to be a disciple, but I'm also called to be a disciple maker. I'm supposed to share what it is that God has given me. So Christians are to minister to others out of their devotion to Christ and their love for others, whether people are believers or unbelievers. Uh, Jesus talked about, listen, pray for those who persecute you. Be kind to those who despitefully use you. Like this business of serving others is not just for the people we like. It's for whoever God should happen to bring into our sphere of influence. And so in the blank it says ministry is about partnering with God to bring about his redemptive purposes in the world. Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So discipleship includes people investing in people. Friends, growing up in Christ is a lifelong process. I've said it once, but I want to say it again. The goal is to get to know Jesus and to become more like him. And as we are growing, to help others to know Christ and to help them grow in maturity, I love this quote by Leroy Ames. Every believer in Jesus Christ deserves the opportunity of personal nurture and development. And every new believer is expected to achieve his full or her full potential for God. And most of them would if, circle the if, if they had the opportunity, if somebody would put the food within reach, if someone would give them the help they need, if someone would give them the training they should have, if someone would care enough to suffer a little, sacrifice a little, and pray a lot, then people would grow spiritually. I think this is what the ministry of Broadway Church is all about, investing in the lives of people so that they can find their God-given destiny and become more like Jesus and be fruitful for him in the world.
And so discipleship in our contemporary world involves people who are actively following Jesus, helping others, goes in the blank, on the way to know and become like Jesus Christ. We're called to be disciples who make disciples. And so that, in a nutshell, is why we do the things at Broadway Church we do. We are committed to producing fully devoted followers of Jesus. And that kind of informs everything we do, the classes, the ministries we have, the uh, pastors we bring on staff, the leaders we recruit. Like, this is kind of our reason to etra. It's what we're all about. And so when we kind of make decisions about things that we do around Broadway Church, we always ask ourselves, does it have anything to do with this? Does it have anything to do with making fully devoted followers? Does it have anything to do with helping people take another step in their spiritual walk? Does it have anything to do with worship, discipleship, fellowship, outreach, or service? Those are our guiding principles. That's how we kind of, that's how we roll. So whether you are a new believer or, you know, I think you can be an explorer who is fully devoted to finding out what Jesus Christ is all about. Do you follow what I'm saying here? Fully devoted is not something we arrive at someday. It's the character of our life every day as we follow Jesus. And being fully devoted means I'm going to be obedient to all I understand. I'm going to follow Jesus the best I can with what I know. I'm going to try to be the best me that I possibly can with the Holy Spirit's help. I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it in 10 years. I'm going to do it in 20 years. I'm going to do it until such time as God brings me home. And so being a fully devoted follower is not a destination, okay? It's a way of life. Fully devoted is a way of life. Okay, now I have to rewrite the whole book because I got to write that in the book. Okay. So before we wrap up, uh, by the way, you just got your fingers on the Broadway Basics Manual. You just wrote, you just wrote that part. So congratulations. Good for you. Um, if you are thinking now that you've been through phase one, that you would like to um, perhaps go on, even if you're just thinking about it, and apply for membership, do not leave until you put your name down on the attendance sheet because we want to keep a track of your, your progress and make sure you get credit for the classes that you're in. Ideally, this is the way we roll, you need to take all three classes uh, as a prerequisite to membership. You can take them all together, you can take them now or you can take them tonight at 7.30 in the evening class. We offer this course in this fall. We offer it in the winter in, in uh, January before our um, uh, annual general meeting. Uh, probably the next time we do Broadway Basics, it won't be in this format, uh, but we just wanted to, for the very first time, roll it out and kind of renew vision and kind of make sure that we're all tracking in the same direction. So if you're thinking that you'd like to be a member, even if you're just thinking about it at this point, Make sure you put your name down so that we can kind of track your attendance. So if you decide at the end that's the decision you want to make, then you've got this part of it done. Does that, does that make sense? Am I clear? Everybody good? Okay. Well, let's close in prayer and I'll let you go because there's an exciting service coming up. Our God and Father, we just thank you that you have given us not only a calling, you've given us your truth and a pathway and the spirit. There are so many riches that you have imparted to us to help us be fully devoted to Jesus every day of our life. And so, Lord, I pray for each one of us, wherever we are in the spiritual journey, Lord, I just pray that we'll commit ourselves to taking the next step, whatever it involves. Lord, I pray that you would give us a love for one another that would encourage us to come alongside other people and to help them take the next step. Lord, I just pray that your love would be known among us and that your love would be transformative among us as we just give ourselves to that 
task of Broadway Church to make fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. I ask it for myself, and I ask it for my friends. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.